Hey guys, before we start, I just want to thank you for your support by listening. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate it, and let's get started. Well, I think that you should just talk about the situation. I want to know, like, give me the scoop, give me the juice. (laughs) And that was a really crazy time. Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx Life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Murthel. And I'm Rita. Today, we're going to be talking about the best advice we ever got. And I think we are also going to talk about some of the worst advice we ever got. So I just want to tell you guys a story. I recently was given advice that I did not listen to, and it turned out to be a disaster. So we have a fish tank. How many gallons is it? Do you know? Um, you know what? I really don't know, but it's I big. feel like it's like 300 gallons. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's how much we know about fish people. We don't even know the size of our tank. Anyway, it's yeah. kind of big though. It's big. It's bigger than I've ever, ever, ever had before. And um, it's, I'm not used to like I'm not used to a fish tank. I'm used to a fish bowl. That same here. Like okay. you know, like you know the I've bowls never had a that, tank before. Like, there's nothing in it, so I don't know how the fish was breathing. I just figured that water, I mean, like shouldn't water just be good enough for fish? I mean, I've had you throw fish. a goldfish in exactly, exactly. Know. I've had a fish bowl where the goldfish was there and Call it, them goldie. It, it probably died of boredom because there was right. like literally nothing there. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was watching TV. Like we are TV to the fish. So it was watching <laughs> us. But I was gone all day at school. Come back. And, you know, within two to three days, that that fish was belly up. Always dead. And then your parents don't want to tell you because they know you're going to cry. And I cried. I did. Oh, like when my goldfish died, that was like one of my first pets. And really? I just, from then I just knew I don't want pets. Like, why am I going to? I, I, first of all, I'm not going to be able to take care of them. And second of all, when they die, it's going to make me sad. Then I grew up and, you know. Well, I was never sheltered from that. My my goldfish died and it was just like, Rita, take care of it. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So you had to actually like do the burial and everything? Burial? You mean down the toilet? Remember when uh, Rudy Cosby, remember yeah. when they, when they were going to do the ceremony and they did it down the toilet? <laughs> Rudy Cosby? Rudy Huxtable? Rudy Huxtable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, me, it was just fish it out with the net, throw it in the toilet, and then ask for another one. See, see, I was a very sensitive child because I was born, like, I was born and raised vegetarian. So I didn't even, like, I've, I didn't even see meat. I didn't, oh, you I, think I didn't that's see... why I was like that? Because oh. I was eating steak and chicken and right. like fish you're, you're and all cu- that. You're accustomed to needing to <laughs> needing to kill the animals. I don't think so. In order to nourish yourself. No. I was like, you know, I was very, I was a virgin in that territory. Like I, oh, I was boy. a virgin to the death of animals. I think you were just sensitive. Yeah. Because it was just a goldfish. But regardless, uh, we have a huge tank. Well, it's huge to me. It's pretty big. So... We had put the coral, we started off with a few fish. Of course, I think I've talked about it before. A couple of them, you know, just disappeared one day. Got more fish, got a little more coral. And we just had problem after problem after problem in this tank. We had an outbreak of hair algae, an outbreak of red algae. Um, We had... Uh, I, I can't remember what the other, we, all of our coral died. Um, it was just one thing after another. Then our our pumps weren't working. We had a bunch of problems. And it just seemed like nothing we did would work. We bought a thing to monitor the water levels and it's supposed to get connected to your Wi-Fi. That doesn't work. We have an auto refiller. What do you call that? An, oh, an auto top off. That beeps and usually doesn't work half the time. So we haven't really had a good run no. of luck here with our fish tank. But we we said, okay, you know what? Let's just keep trying. Let's just keep going. Fish keep dying. We'll just get some more fish. But we had some OGs in the tank. We had some OGs that survived all of that. Well, we were having a bit of a good run. And I started well, getting... because we got a friend to come help us. Yeah. So we kind of... 
you mm-hmm. know, moved on from the, the, the company that we were using um, with the fish before because right. they were like a big company. I'm sure they knew what they were doing. But they were just so big for, for, the, for the area that we live in. They're like one of the only places right. and they were around here. So right. they, they, they really couldn't give us the attention that no. we needed. So, so what happened was a friend. I, I started buying yellowfish because I wanted to complete my dream of when I looked at my fish tank, I would see a nice yellowfish there along with my red fish and I had a blue fish and I had, you know, a silver, some silver fish and I had black and white fish. I wanted color in this tank. So my our friend, when he started taking over our tank, he was like, you guys, uh, slow down on buying the fish because every time you introduce a new fish, the f- other fish there get stressed. And if they get stressed, they can get ick. And I was like, they're animals, okay? They'll be all right. So my yell- a yell- we kept on having to buy yellow fish though because they, they just kept on dying. dying. <laughs> and one jumped... Like, I think one jumped in the back. We had I think a jumper. one just disappeared. I know two died. So I was like, okay, just one more, one more time. I bought this yellowfish. And then our little bluefish died. So I was like, let me just replace that one real quick, too. Okay. Next thing I know, guys, the next morning, I'm like, wait, where's half our fish? And by this time, we had probably about. I want to say like at least eight to 10 fish, maybe 10. All of a sudden, like half our fish are like dying or dead the next day. And we were like, what in the world just happened? And they had all this white stuff all over them. And the ones that weren't dead or dying, they started to have white stuff too. And in the course of like a week, we must have lost every single fish except for three. And currently, right now, there's three in our tank, but two of them, their eyes are bugging out and they're twitching. Mm. Now, what we learned was that the thing that w- that makes the eyes bug out, that's like some other bacteria. But what and, and it could be the ick, um, also I guess affecting them. Contributed, yeah. And what happened was the fish got ick because they got stressed. I kept introducing new fish after new fish after new fish, and they didn't know what to do. They had established their territory, and then all of a sudden, I'm throwing this other fish in there, and it was just a huge problem. So basically, it looked like like the walking dead in our tank, or the swimming dead, honestly, because these fish don't even float when they die. Mm. They're just... They just go down to the bottom. They look like zombies. They're all white, and they're just kind of like sitting there frozen. I'm, we had a clownfish that just started flopping around all over the tank until it died behind a rock. We had, I'm sorry if it's this is getting graphic, people, but it's just, it was bad. It was bad. And I had to tell our friend, like, oops, sorry. I should have listened to you. So it made me think of this podcast, like, what is advice that we that was the best advice that we've been given that we took and that we didn't take and the worst advice that we were given and that we took and that we didn't take right so um yeah that was that was pretty sad rita really really wanted those fish badly (laughs) i really wanted a yellow fish and i just want a color but now guys i've learned something if you really want color go for the coral no, and but, have minimal fish, but coral is the way to go. But even if you want something in life and you want it really bad, and you know, you still have to listen to the experts. Yes, people you do. that make it in this life are the ones that don't have to suffer the consequences. They allow other people to suffer consequences, and they learn from them, or they learn from the advice that is given to them. Yeah, and and the thing is, our friend was like. Why didn't you just take my advice? I literally had no words. <laughs> I don't know. I just because I wanted to do my own thing, and that was foolish. He was like, he has a tank. He has a bigger tank than we do, and he knows how to keep the fish thriving because he went through all those mistakes before, and he was trying to help me avoid it. Guys, I can't even have any new fish until like probably um, maybe January. And the problem is the fish, the fish that are even twitching right now, they're not even really colorful. You know, they're just kind of there. And one little tiny fish that we is it, just barely there. Like I'm left not only with no bright yellow fish or bright blue fish, I'm left with the most boring fish. And that's, you know, that's basically what I get for not listening. 
What other mm. advice have you received, whether it's big or small or about, you know, big issues or small issues, I should say, that was the best that you've received that you either you took or you didn't take? Well, you know, there's a, a advice that I received from my mom and I guess kind of learned it, you know, based on the hard knocks of life. But she had told me um uh, sometime after my dad had passed away, just make sure that you fully enjoy your family. Make sure that you fully enjoy your wife, fully enjoy your children. Um, this time is going to come and go. I mean, she she had um, five uh, family of five, my dad and my sister, my brother and myself, and um, and now it's really just down to me and my mom and. She, you know, because they passed away, because they all passed away. Uh, the rest of them all passed away and they passed away young. My brother was 26 when he passed away. My sister just died last year. She was 44. My dad died like right after he turned 60. He was 59 dying of cancer. And, at, you know, right after his birthday, he died. So, you know, she kind of lost her family fairly young. And so she's in a position where she's a very wise woman because she's gone through it and through that experience she I, I I do not take her words for granted I I listen I sit at her feet when she speaks about life um, I always have she's always been a very wise person but with some of the challenges that she has faced in her life um, especially this one I take this one um, very seriously life is short you don't know, enjoy the things that you have. My, my parents, they worked really hard. I grew up and my parents worked really hard. Um, they were the kind of parents that, you know, they wanted to provide for us. So on, you know, during holidays, it was, you know, it was not unusual to see my mom working on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. And because she was a nurse, she would get this thing called time and a half where she gets paid, you know, a little bit more. Um, your wage plus half your wage. Your wage plus half your wage per hour. Um, and so you get a little bit more money. And whoa, that was like Christmas in and of itself because you're going to have a little bit more money to be able to provide for your family. Um, and so my parents worked really hard. And the, the idea, I think, which many people can fall into that trap, is that we're going to work really hard right now because one day we're going to be able to relax, rest, you know, 65 is coming. We're going to be able to retire. And it's not that we didn't go on vacations because we did. And we did have some good times and family times and game nights and going to the park and just different family time. But but I but I do believe that there still was a little bit of that. We are going to we are going to like there's some time in the future where we're going to. And it wasn't laid out on the table that today we're going to enjoy each other to its fullest. It was almost like let's enjoy each other and tomorrow we'll enjoy life to its fullest. And, um, and and I think that when my mom speaks now, she's like, enjoy your children and your wife and your family and your life to its fullest because tomorrow's not promised to us. And we hear these things all the time. But to watch um, and to hear my mom speak through the, her own experience and to know that um, my childhood family is almost all gone. Mm -hmm. It makes me look at what I have right now with a wow. greater sense of appreciation. Yes. And I'm not looking for and I'm and I'm grateful that financially we are on a different paradigm. We we have moved past that paradigm of, you know, where you know, where where we're working tooth and nail so that in the future we will the paradigm now, you know, based on the 4-hour day week and all the books that we have read, Rich Dad Poor Dad, all the all the advice that we give when it comes to finances is also at play here, folks. We have allowed ourselves. We, we are able now to be able to take vacations, mini vacations consistently um, and be able to just enjoy our days together, working together. Not me running off and working and she running off another place and our kids even going off to school, but it's a family business where there's homeschooling and we're all together every single day, really appreciating just every ounce of each other. And so I would have to say that that is the best advice. And I'm taking it. I'm mm, taking it. That's really good. I know that 
switching gears here, when we did our taxes, when they told us over the last two years, whenever we've done our taxes, we have been given the bill and it's not been a refund. No, and, it's been a while. And we look at it and the first time I saw it, I was like, this is impossible. This is impossible. Who could, who could even pay that? And of course, we did pay it, you know. But <laughs> my thought was like, how does this, how do you even, how does this even happen? And we were given the advice, spend more on your business. Right. And I remember thinking, I don't, I want to do this as minimally as possible. I need more money in the bank. If I spend more money on the business, then we won't have money in the bank. And therefore, I won't be able to pay this big tax bill again. <laughs> but guys, uh, they were trying to save me from a huge tax bill. Because you're going to either have to pay Uncle Sam. Right. Or you're going to you you pay towards pay your, your business. business. Right. But so. I didn't really understand it. And now I get it. So this year, I've been really expanding like, what? okay, what can we spend on our business? You know, what can we do that's actually going to benefit us? Had I done that maybe last year, maybe I would have been farther along with certain things in the business instead of trying to like hoard whatever little, you know, whatever money we get because I'm scared of the tax bill. You know, it's just some of those things like these are professionals. These are tax professionals. They don't have a stake in your company. They don't have like, they don't have anything personal. They're they're just trying to give you the best. Um, they're just they're just really trying to just give you the best advice. So so um, the other financial advice that I had received um, was that at first I was the only one working in the home when we first got married, and this was even before our children. And the advice that we got was that live at the same level <laughs> financially. Yeah. Um, when your wife gets a job. Right, right. Live at the same level. If you live at the same level, you'll be able to invest that money. You'll be able to do different things with that money. Save it, invest it, parlay that into some other income-producing streams. Um, but whatever. The, 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 the point was live at the same level. Um, and you'll, be, you'll, you'll benefit from it. Well, we didn't take that one. No, no. That one as we did not take. As <laughs> soon as we made more money, the spending went up. The spending went up. I mean, it was like, I could have made a dollar more and it would have been like, all right, Martha, what can we buy? It was ridiculous. I was so immature. I mean, it, I, I, I'm, I, I'm here, guys, so that you can take our advice and you don't have to go through right. what we went through. I mean, there was a time where I was supposed to be getting this job and I got the job, but it was really not the best job for me because the place was shady, and I and I decided, nope, I don't want to, I don't want to stay here. Mm-hmm. But I had made all these financial commitments. I got our whole, I got our front yard landscaped. I, I can't remember what else I did. Was it the dogs? Dogs. Maybe been the dogs. I bought vacation. two dogs, and we went on vacation. But that was different. Uh, the, the 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 that was different times. There was different well. jobs and different times. <laughs> But <laughs> but it was the, the idea was always, always I'm getting this job right? I, or yeah. I just got this job. And so we're going to have more money. Yeah. So why can't we like, duh. And unfortunately, yeah. the jobs disappeared quickly. Not not because I was fired, but because just different, different reasons. There was no different reason. I usually left. Right. I left each right. one. Right. For different reasons. No, right. But sometimes you, uh, sometimes like one time the, the business closed oh, down. Oh, yeah, that's true. It so did like close there's down. different, you know, there's different reasons. Yeah. I like to tell myself, well, at least I've never been fired. But at the same time, um, although that's true, it doesn't matter because the whether you get fired or you leave the job, the effect is the same. In fact, you're probably better off getting fired and then you can get unemployment. So I was... I was foolish in both ways. Anyway, um, I think another thing that we were told was don't mix money with family or friends. And I think that that goes for everyone. I mean, everyone. I don't care how much money you make. It's very tricky when you mix family and friends with money. And I don't mean that you can't go in business with friends or family, but you just got to choose the right people. And you can't, it doesn't mean you can't give money to family or friends, but again, you have to choose the right people in the right circumstance. I, um, I have a friend 
And I don't think she listens to the podcast, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's a friend and known her for years. And she routinely loans her family money. And I constantly tell her, why are you doing this? Because when they don't pay her back, there's arguments, there's conflict, there's I'm never speaking to them again. And the cycle just goes on and on and on. Right. And I said, you know, for your own relationship, why don't you just choose to just keep that out of your relationship? Right. For the sake of you guys having um, really a really strong bond and relationship, you know, for the for the long haul, why keep interrupting it with these episodes of not talking for months, months, and sometimes years? Like currently, there's uh, another problem that arose, and th- they're not talking, and and it's just like I-, I don't see why why you would continue to make that decision over and over and over again. I understand you're 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 wanting to help family. One of the most difficult things to do is say no to a family member or a good need. friend. It's, it's mm. one of the most difficult things, but you have to learn to say no. Well, and then there's another thing that, you know, another advice that you reminded me of when you were talking about money, and that is the advice of don't ever lend money. Give, give money. If you have it, give. Give what you have, right? but don't lend because the you know the the borrower is a slave to the lender Mm -hmm. and it always affects the relationship when there is a borrowing and lending going on because more chances than not the person that is borrowing is not in a position to pay you back not just now but more than likely for a good amount of time until they can get themselves out of that situation and so many people borrow money with the out of desperation right thinking that you know what maybe a wish and a prayer that i will get something between now and the time that i have to pay this person back but they don't it's not guaranteed at all right so it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense and and when that time comes that they don't have the money then they all of a sudden they disappear you, exactly. They're nowhere to be found. You can't. You, you cannot can't find them, them nowhere. I don't care whether nope, it is nope. your child. Nope. They're gone. Your parent. Your parent. They're gone. gone. You know your best friend. Gone. gone. And they're 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 ducking your calls. They're right. ghosting you. You're blocked on social media. I mean, it's ridiculous, and it happens all the time. Look, when I have family or friends that come to me and start complaining about someone not paying them back. I always tell them, let it go. Right. Let it go. You might as well. Just just kiss that money goodbye and be okay with at least helping someone out because they were in need and move on. Right. Because you will get stuck in a cycle of resentment and bitterness mm-hmm. and you will let it affect the relationship even more than it's already affected. If you switch your mindset to say, I helped this person out, they were in desperate need, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take that as basically like I gave to a charity, then you're done. Right. Then it's over. And if you can't afford to give, then don't give again. I always tell my family right. and friends this because this happens so much and it damages so many relationships. I personally used to be of the mindset of, oh, I'll borrow. And, and then when the time came around to pay back, I didn't have it. And I was doing just like what we said. I would avoid the person like crazy. Right. And it affects relationships. It, it really does. It for and long it, periods and of time. it affects it long term. Right. Long term. And because you even even after you get over that, you still have this residual feeling of, of, of shame because like this is I'm sorry for the way I treated you. And I'm sorry for for not even giving you the respect to say, listen, I'm sorry for borrowing when I knew I was when I knew I didn't have it. And I knew I probably was not going to be able to pay you back mm. because an apology goes a long way. Right. It doesn't you know put the money back in, but it goes a long way of just showing respect and showing that person that I appreciate the sacrifice that you made for me and I'm, I'm i'm just i'm sorry there's right. no there's no other way to do it so anyway i think that's really good advice no that, that was definitely one of the better advice that i've ever had and i'm glad that i'm in a position where i can give more without feeling you know you know the the, the pull mm-hmm. of um 
having to have the money back, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Another piece of advice that we were given was don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. Like everyone always hears that. So a lot of times people say that to entrepreneurs. Well, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Right. But this goes beyond just entrepreneurs. This is for everyone. Right. Everyone. When like Martha had alluded to earlier. Ta- what are you talking about? Like are you business, talking about money? money. Okay, for bunny said. Okay. Career. You alluded to something earlier. One of my jobs was at a hospital and this hospital actually closed down. It was in the inner city. Um, it was already had gone through like def- a bunch of different rebrands and um, they switched it from a regular inpatient hospital to like a detox with a clinic and then things just started shutting down. It was sad. And a lot of people there were like, if I lose this job, I have nothing. And I was one of those people that at the time I only had that job. But I had already seen all of the signs. So I had already started interviewing other places and I was already scheduled to start work on the Monday. And and I was surprised that this, this hospital actually closed on the Friday before um, on the Friday before I started my new job. It came out of the blue. I knew it was coming just because I saw the signs, but there was nothing official. And then out of the blue, it was like, yeah, we closed. So my last day where i actually got a goodbye party from my co-workers they actually got the news that they weren't getting paid that day and then the next day it was announced that it was closing so it was pretty bad and mm. i'm just saying that when we talk about not putting all your eggs in one basket this has to go for just everybody even if it's a temporary job, not temporary, sorry, even if it's a side job that you do once a week or even like twice a week or you do it from home or you something, this economy is so shaky and there's so many things that are happening constantly. You have to be able to have another job, another piece of income coming in because you never know what could happen. Right. You never know. And like for us on on YouTube, one of the things that we've done over the last, I would say, especially year is that we've really tried to broaden our platforms, broaden what we provide right. um, all within our brand and then things even outside of the brand that we're starting that have nothing to even do with this. And what we've been trying to do, of course, is continue to stay multifaceted with multiple streams because we have experience when all of a sudden YouTube ups and changes their mind about certain channels or keywords or whatever and then all of a sudden your money goes down the drain right so it's a it's a point of security mm-hmm. it um it it allows for us to have a lot more financial security when you have several streams of income but it also is leverage it gives you far more financial leverage so that you can um have far more opportunities to invest right so yeah definitely you know Several streams of income. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's for everyone. Right. Some people, if it means driving a lift for a little sure. bit, do do that. Right. We're right. not saying that that second. First of all, you're supposed to have a certain amount of money saved regardless for mm-hmm. how like six months or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that that second job has to be equivalent to your first job, but just enough so you don't go hungry. Right. You know. So there's an advice that um, it's sort of like a pet peeve to me whenever I hear parents sharing this advice to their children. And in particular, um, I hear it oftentimes, parents sharing this with their girls. Now, I have never shared this with my girls. And that is when they're heading off to college, the parents say, go to school and focus on the books. Do not focus on boys. Don't waste your time and don't let them waste your time. <laughs> and, you know, I would say that in a West Indian accent, but I'm sure I could do it in an African accent. I could do it in African-American accent mm-hmm. because it just seems to be very prevalent, especially in our uh, black community. But I'm sure, you know, maybe there are other cultures that um, have shared the same thing. I just I'm very familiar with it in my own community. And the challenge I have that with that, when our children were about to go off to university and, and college, um, and for many years, even prior to that, um, I would say to them, when you go to school, make sure that you're focusing both on your education as well as on relationships. Because the time period that a guy or a girl is going to meet a quality individual, a quality person that they have most in common with, is going to be 
between the age ranges when they're mature, first of all, because, you know, when you're in high school, you're not mature enough to really have a serious relationship. That's when you have friends and you're getting just to know basic general personalities of boys and girls and what type of personality types there are out there in the world and being exposed to different type of personalities. Um, but you're not ready for a serious relationship because you're, you're just not ready to get married. You're not ready to take on adult responsibilities. So that's not for high school. But but once you get past high school, that's when you're at that age where you can seriously entertain going into a relationship that is going to lead to marriage eventually. And at that point in time, you don't want those precious years from the age of 18 to, say, uh, 22, 23 that you're like, well, I just have to just strictly focus on my education. I am not going to entertain a guy or a girl. Well, first of all, one of the problems with that is, is that somebody else is going to be entertaining a guy. If you're the girl and you're saying, I'm going to only stick to my books. Well, guess what? There is going to be some smart girl out there that is going to be like, you know what? Well, I'll entertain him. And she's going to get him at a young age, at an age where we grow together. So me and Rita, we we she was 18 when we first met. We were married by the time she was 19. I was, you know, 23. What happened with us was we grew together. And she got me at a ripe age before I made some major mistakes that I could have made in life and the hard knocks of life and uh, going through several types of relationships in and out and creating poor relational habits. She got me before that. So we ended up growing together and making mistakes together and finding life together and flipping burgers together and investing what little money we had working minimum wage together. You know, there's always these people that say, you know what? No, I'm not going to, you know, you know, he needs to have this. Well, how about you both grow together so that you can figure it out together? And that's what you get when you when you don't take a relationship off the table during those years, during those years. What you get is you get the best of some people. You get the best years. What happens when you go to school and you say, I'm not going to be distracted by guys, or I'm not going to be distracted by girls, what you get is you could potentially get the leftovers. And by the time you're ready, let's just say you have to go through your master's, and by the time you're ready to even entertain a relationship, you're now 27. Now, that's still fairly young. And especially these days, you know, 27, 28, that's still fairly young. But who are your choices now? You have many people that have made some major mistakes, and now your choices have dwindled. And that's all I'm saying. I tell my girls, focus on your career, on character development, um, your career development, personal development, but also work on your relationship with others because at the end of the day, you are going to have a higher chance of meeting a quality person who you have much in common with, who you can grow together at a younger age than if you try to do that at an older age. Right. It's not impossible. Not it's impossible. just... It's just, it just can be harder. That's all. That's all we're trying to say. And again, it's not one size fits all, but it is, I would say it's more recommended. It's more recommended. If you can, you know, but um, keep your, but there's keep a different your, plan for everybody. Right. And some people. Keep your options open. That's all right. I'm saying. Don't exactly. Close Don't your close options. off your options. Because I know some people get really up in arms over what you just said. Because you said this at church, you said this to people, and I know some people get really up in arms. And if you look at it in the way we just said, just don't close off your options. Right. And that's a challenge with the advice that many parents were giving their children. They were telling them, do not. And all I'm saying is do both. We can exactly. We can talk. We can do both. You know, we can we can breathe and, and, and look <laughs> at the same time. We can do two things whether or not at the you, same time. Whether or not you want to admit it as a parent, you know your kid is not going to just be doing that. They're going to be meeting people they're going to be exploring different options so it's not like you're saying something that's just totally unheard of it's just that maybe it will be done in a, in a more in a way where you know you can all participate in it versus someone saying well, i can't around, tell my mom, I can't tell my mom and yeah so anyway um i i feel like you know there's just a lot of advice have you been given bad advice like really bad advice hmm 
you know, just, I, I don't well, know. Well, that's an example of bad advice. My parents didn't give that to me. <laughs> but I mean, but to you. That's, that's definitely Have you been given me personally bad advice? given bad advice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's kind of harder to remember, like, really poor advice. Right. Well, well, when I was a minister, uh, two ministers um, gave me some pivotal advice. One of them was my father and another one was another minister that I had worked with. Mm-hmm. And um, and they the, the two different opposing advices advice was this. One minister told me that I have to assert myself. Oh, OK. If you are find yourself in a particular situation with mm-hmm. your members and with your sometimes you have to assert yourself. And my dad went on the opposite end and gave me the advice that you have son when you're a minister, you need to humble yourself. Oh, boy. So here we have two different <laughs> paradigms. And I know that there's context to everything. Yeah. And there may be some times where you need to assert yourself. And mm-hmm. there may be times to, that you need to humble yourself. And it depends on the context and, and what the spirit is leading. So I don't think that either of those advice was bad advice. I mm-hmm. think both of them in its right context, in the right time, could be good advice. But I think that the spirit behind one saying... And the way that that person led their ministry versus the way that my dad led his ministry, he did, he led his ministry humbling himself. It 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 definitely can, you know, um, lead to different results. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Jesus Christ, overall, he spent most of his time humbling himself, but yet at sometimes he did have to assert himself. So like that that goes back to my point. But I think that overall. If you're going to be um, a servant of God, like a pastor, I think that my dad's advice is more fitting to humble yourself. I think that you are able to depict Christ to the people when you when your predominant personality and demeanor is one of humility. So one man told my dad that you're the stupidest pastor that I've ever seen. <laughs> and and he said, your son, even your son. And at the time, I was like, I was like really young, like I was like 12 or 11. He's like, your son is even more smart than you. You're stupid. You're like just just really laying in on my dad. And my dad said something like, you know, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. Um, and, and and something else. I don't know what, what else. But he didn't he didn't fight him. He did not take him on. Yeah, but he did not. by the time I met your dad, he was I think he was way more assertive. Yeah, and, and, and that's true. But but the lessons that I learned from my dad especially in the years where he was probably more um, and, and I think he's never really lost that characteristic of humility, but the years before he even was more sort of like what you probably um, saw or witnessed was that so many lessons were learned. And at his funeral, I can't tell you the amount of people and prior to his funeral and after his funeral, the amount of people that said he was the most humble pastor that right. I've ever met. And they said he has changed my life. And that gentleman he's now long past even before my dad but that gentleman my dad lived to hear that man say that you are the greatest pastor that i've ever known i love you because you're you're a humble pastor and 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 you truly love the people so so in that context i will have to say that while i believe that there's a time and place for everything and there's a time to assert yourself a time to be humble in the context of ministry i believe that having a characteristic of being more humble than a, a, trying to assert yourself um, is a better advice. Well, I think that, first of all, I think your dad definitely still was humble. I just think that um, I saw him be humble and be assertive because you can be both. Sure. You can be humble and assertive. I think a lot of people feel that being humble means you got to be passive. Right. And that But you have to equal. sometimes know when to fight and when not to fight. And yeah, but I think that it's all in the way that you feel that you should lead your life. For example, your dad, someone sat there and just insulted your dad. I don't feel that to be humble means you have to sit there and take it. And I don't think you need to now be aggressive, though, and start calling names back, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think you can stop the conversation and say, you know, this conversation is, is clearly not going 
in a and I, fruitful and, in a fruitful direction why don't we come back and talk later and then you know walk out that and, doesn't and, and mean that, that you're not probably, being humble i think that i think that he did do that i don't think he continued the conversation and mm-hmm. continued in the abuse right but what he did was he said you know but probably it was even with a, a more lighter tone mm-hmm. and then and then he did you know step away um, because right. I didn't hear that he just stayed there and and he went on to say more. Your dad things doesn't about strike him. me, or he, he didn't just strike me though either as, as he wasn't passive. passive. My no, dad was, he was not, not passive. passive. And see, that's the difference. The difference <laughs> is that if a person is passive, yeah. then nobody is won over by their humility because they're just think the thought of as oh look at that passive. But because they knew that he was an assertive person and that he has he had the ability to lead with strength and with authority. When he took those moments to not fight when he could have, um, it, they, it, it sent a message that he was being intentional. I miss your dad. I know I, I would just love to have him around right now to just see the what you're doing right now mm-hmm. and what he would say. Because your dad was thoughtful, too. He was so thoughtful and he just had this great mix, guys, of being humble yet assertive thoughtful funny open and honest um he always made you feel like accepted and welcome i mean i just i really do i i miss i miss Marthel's dad right I, I, the other day when we were in worship um i noticed that you still have um your bookmark in your bible that has this picture on it from the funeral the, yeah the book, i still uh, have it and so That's i was what just I like keep. wow in fact it started getting worn out so what i did is i put clear tape around it to oh, okay. reinforce it yeah. so i see your dad every day but in that my is bible. that's amazing you see my dad more than i do because <laughs> you have your worship every day and i don't, I don't have i don't have that uh that that um he might not have guessed that i would have probably done that he might have I don't know. I don't know what he probably thought. Where you know how what? I would remember him. I should probably like photocopy that bookmark and get and put one in my Bible so I, I can see mom it every day. Probably has a few extra. She though. might have a few extra. But, I'll ask her about that. But yeah. you know, um, but that was definitely a great advice. And did I take it? I think that there was times where I was able to reflect on it and learn from it. Um, and there was some times where I I I struggled with that. Um, I know that after he had passed away. There was uh, I always had access to him when he was alive. And so Mm -hmm. during my uh, tenure at one of my churches, he was alive during that time. And any challenges that I faced, Mm -hmm. I had access to him to be able to pick up the phone and call and to be able to get that strength and to get that advice. Um, When he passed away, I moved to another district and I never had the access to him the same way. And it was a it was a it was vulnerable and a, and a time for growth for me, spiritual growth for me. And I can honestly say that um, not having him there, um, I went through certain difficulties that I probably would have made some smarter choices um, and some more mature choices if I had access to him at that point in time. And so I could say that I took his advice to an extent. But I, but I, but I struggled after he he was gone, not having access to that personality and his wisdom in that area of you know, do you assert yourself or do you humble yourself? Mm. And um, and in one particular case, um, I was challenged where I did not know what to do. I wanted to humble myself, but I did not know what to do, and I didn't feel um, like I even had. A support system around me that could give me the comfortability to say and where I should have trusted God. Instead, I um, I felt I felt backed up in a corner, and I made what I believe would be a decision that I've spent some time on my knees with God to say, God, you know, um, I don't feel like I was a leader that I needed to be in that time period, and um, and I would have loved to have had um, the kind of faith that I have now. Um, in a situation like that. And so so I learned the hard way, um, not having that great advice and that great example there and going through my own experiences. And now if I were to give um, advice to young ministers coming up, I would take my experiences and what my dad shared with me and I would tell them, trust God, even when it looks like, you know, you can't see another way out. You trust God. And you humble yourself. Well, I think that you should, on another podcast, just talk about the situation. 
because I, I don't like I don't like when people are vague. I want to know, like, give me the scoop. Give me the juice. <laughs> and that was a really crazy time. It was a re- it crazy, was crazy, crazy time. And there's no, I mean, I don't see why you should just keep it to yourself right now. Because I bet you there's some people who are there that probably are listening and would would want to know, what do you think of the whole situation now that you've Well, left? I don't want to get into too many of the details. But what I will say is, is that... No, not I, now. Do it in another podcast. Okay, okay. Yeah, definitely do it in another I podcast. I won't get into the details. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Why? What are you protecting? Why? Uh, well, you know, I have gotten over, but I don't know if some of the people in the situation has. And I don't want to bring up any hurt could, feelings or anything. Man, I think that if you were bringing it up and you're acknowledging where you feel looking back... That you could have handled it. You're not saying so and so should have done this or that. You're talking about yourself. That's true. That's true. And my growth and my growth right. in that area. So definitely, I would say that that piece of advice that my dad gave me was a solid piece of advice, and I would I would share that advice again. That overall, a minister needs to humble himself. Right. Right. I mean, we could go down the line with advice, 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 advice that we have not taken or that we should have taken or you know that we did and it worked out but i just we just wanted to give you a little bit of motivation that when someone tells you something and they've been through it and they're trying to help you just listen life will go a lot smoother a lot smoother and i'm gonna end on this i was told rita if you want my advice go to this dentist down the street don't go to don't go to this other one on the other end of the street <laughs> go to this one and i was like yeah but i really like their lobby their lobby looks nice though i mean they're they have a nice fish tank you know ours was in trauma at the time and their fish tank was all clear and nice they had this spiritual music beautiful spiritual in the music lobby. Playing in the lobby. it was beautiful it smelled great i got the tour they were like and while you're waiting for whatever is going on with your teeth, we can give you this manicure. I was like, "What kind of place is this?" Yes, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see this dentist. And the price was higher. It was mm-hmm. a it was an upscale where you, right. you you paid more, but the idea was that you were gonna get more. That's right. And but the person um, said, "But the person no. now listen." The person who told me this was another friend of ours, and he actually works in the dental field, so he knows the people very well. He knows the techniques that are used. He knows this is not the person to go to. But me and my know-it-all self said, I'm still going to go try it anyway. Why did I do that? Why? From the moment that dentist walked in, I realized he was rude. He was careless. He was callous. And even the um, dental technician, she was uh, abrasive. She was aggressive. She she was going through my teeth you know um what do they call that thing the scraper i think they call it the scraper you know that hard thing that they scrape tartar off your teeth with she decided and i guess this is what they do to all their patients it's like a pick this is just ridiculous it's a sharp metal pick, pick. like right. imagine someone take a took a tack or a needle or something and then went all around your gums on the inside and the outside and poked it hard to see if you're if there was space between your gum. Wouldn't you be in pain? That was the stupidest thing I have ever, ever dealt with in my life. And I was even stupider for just sitting there thinking, well, maybe it's maybe this is normal. Maybe this is almost over. Guys, I was getting so mad because I was like, why am I going through all this pain? And I started going like, this is really hurting. Sometimes she would go back and do it again, even deeper. She's like, oh, well, I'm just checking for, I don't remember, bone something, bone loss or something like that. And I was like, but isn't there something softer you can use? Why would you use a metal, a sharp metal instrument? Then the dentist, he, I told him, um, he said, oh, show me an area of concern. I show him this part of my braces. I have like the the band on the inside of your, not band. I have, um, I used to have braces and I have the permanent braces on the bottom of my mouth in the back that you can't see, but just to keep it straight. And one part had kind of come loose. So I was saying, oh, can you kind of trim that part? He takes that same sharp instrument and pulls back my lip. A hook, mm. a hook. 
So it goes into the flesh of my lip. And I think, I go, ow. And I'm thinking he must have mistakenly used that instrument. No, he gets it again and does it again. And I said, why are you using that? And he goes, we, I, I was just pulling back your lip. I was like, no, that hurts. And so by this time, my mouth is just on fire. All my gums hurt. My lip hurts. And they and then they had put me through a whole thing of tests and x-rays and all this stuff. And then they elevate me. And then they go, okay, so you're gonna, you can see them over there at checkout. I said, you didn't even clean my teeth. Oh, we don't do that on the first day. We just do all the tests and everything. No, you're going to have to do like this deep cleaning. And you're going to have to do this. And you're going to have to do that. No, I don't need all of that. Mm. I don't need all of that. And I went to the checkout and they were like, do you want a bag with a free toothbrush and this and that? And I was like, I don't want anything. Mm. I just want to pay my mm-hmm. bill. I will not be back. I canceled everybody because I had my whole family was scheduled to go there because the lobby was so nice. I canceled everybody's appointment and I did not. I didn't. I never went back there. And. Um, we had a dinner probably the next week and we were with our other friend and he was like, I told you not to go there. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. He goes, I don't know what's wrong with you. So I think my friends think I don't listen to them, which is true. That's funny. Because I mean, it was two different friends, two different situations, and I did not listen. So folks, there, here's a lesson. A know it all. The moral of the lesson is, is that, <laughs> you know, there are some people that will give you some good advice. Listen to it. Yes. There's some people that will give you bad advice. Stop. Stay yeah. far away. Well, people who know the industry, they know. Like, yeah. If like, they're an expert, then yeah. you need to. You know. And the thing is, like we had said on several podcasts, we give people advice all the time and nobody takes it or they take it minimally or they do half the advice and then they wonder why they don't get any results on YouTube or something. So... You know, it's it, it's par for the course. It happens. But I think this world would be a happier place if we all kind of listened. Not kind of. If we all listened to people. Thanks for listening. Please make sure to leave a rating and review for us. Subscribe and share. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found on theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at Rita underscore Onyx, at Mitch underscore Onyx. At Onyx Family, at The Onyx Life, and on Instagram, at The Onyx Life Official. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes a challenge. See you next time.